listening to the Miracle Word Podcast. We believe that the Word of God gives you the power to experience never-ending increase in every area. If you're ready for revelation that will take you to the next level, you're in the right place. Here's your host, evangelist, author, and founder of Miracle Word University, Ted Shuttlesworth, Jr. Important day, a lot of of developments. They're canceling the rest of the NBA season, apparently. Uh, March Madness will have no fans in the stands. Um, There's just this widespread panic about the coronavirus and um, the coronavirus that will give you a cough and the sniffles. And if you're really, really old and dying anyway, you will probably die. But, I mean, literally, it's been declared a pandemic now. Can't be held worldwide, so they say. Countries shutting down. Now, in, yeah, I'm not mad about the NBA either. I'm not mad about the NBA either. Let them cancel the rest of the season. Those guys don't play anyway until the playoffs. Um, But (laughs) just widespread panic. And then now in Washington, they're going to shut down public assemblies, specifically, uh, you know, churches, spiritual gatherings, 250 or more. Is that what they're saying? And uh, Christians are in fear. You got Christians all over that are in fear. Um, Yeah, exactly. Of course, just before the election, uh, I saw somebody tweeting today. Are they going to try to do the same thing to President Trump with the coronavirus uh, that they did to Ford with the swine flu in the 70s? Um, Yeah, Lakewood's closed. I mean, you know, literally and uh, literally walking in fear. I mean, think about this. Yeah, exactly. Caitlin said, you know, whether you realize it or not, there are things that happen that try to uh, desensitize our minds. You know, it's like I've been preaching about the stuff that we have uh, on Netflix now for our kids that are it's coming out uh, pushing witchcraft, you know, pushing witchcraft and uh, demonic magic and uh, black magic uh, rituals, sacrifices, and then throwing pop upbeat pop music and you know a little bit of comedy in there to make it uh digestible you know it's it's really something that that society is pushing on you and they're pushing fear they're pushing fear on america and uh and around the world and i'm i refuse to receive it and i hope you're the same i refuse to receive it do you realize within the next six weeks i've got to travel overseas twice Next six weeks, I'll be overseas twice. And you think I'm going to walk around an airport with a surgical mask on my face? If you think that I'm going to the airport with a surgical mask on my face, you've lost your mind. If you think I'm going to be walking around looking like Michael Jackson on crack cocaine, you have lost your mind. Or do you do you honestly expect me? I mean, what do people think I'm going to do? You you think people think I'm going to cancel the remainder of my schedule because there's a coronavirus outbreak? People think that I'm going to just call up and say, "Listen, I'm not going to be able to make it." Uh, you know, there's just so much going on with this virus, and uh, you know, I just I'm going to have to reschedule with you. I just can't fly. I can't travel. Are you serious? Do you do, do people think that I'm going to voluntarily cancel?
uh, what God has called me to do and say, I'm not coming. I mean, literally that's what I mean. people are, people are doing. People are canceling everything. We're canceling everything. And, uh, when you see, and I understand when the, when the world does it, but, uh, that's, that's coming in from, uh, from Europe, Brittany. And I think the UK is exempted from that, but the rest of Europe, um, it's all contrived. It's man-made. We know that it's man-made, but do you honestly think that I'm going to cancel all the healing services <laughs> because there's a sickness out there? And I said this, let me tell you, <laughs> I believe this so much that I even, I think I said it last night when I was preaching. If, if I was out working for the Lord and the, and somehow, you know, I, I caught the coronavirus while working for the Lord, this would be the last year I'd ever minister for the Lord in my life. If I can't even be kept from a cough and a sniffle of a coronavirus while ministering on behalf of the Lord, then this is not worth doing. <laughs> my God is not that powerful if he can't even keep me from the coronavirus. So it's like, it's like uh, Bishop Oedepo said, he said, if they could, he said, if these witches could touch me, he said, they can't touch me. If they could, he said, I will tear my Bible in half. I'll tear my Bible. You can't, you cannot see that's the revelation that we have to walk by is the, and I'm not talking about, you know, uh, running around, not using wisdom. You know, it's like, I saw a guy online. He was like, I hope when this whole, <laughs> he said, I hope when this whole, uh, uh, coronavirus thing blows over. You folks still wash your hands like you were doing during this time. It's like, why are people having to be told to wash their hands? Wash your hands. <laughs> what kind of a day and age are we living in that they have to put it up in the bathroom? Please wash your hands before returning to work. If the Lord can't keep me, I might as well quit anyway. I mean, you think about this. If he can't keep me, I might as well quit. What a low view that I would have on the protective power of God. Well, I can't go and do the work of the ministry because, you know, there's, <laughs> I just laugh. Because if God can't keep me, what kind of God is he anyway? If he can't keep me. And there is a big, big discussion that needs to be had. <laughs> There's my uncle. There is a big discussion that needs to be had about fear versus faith. Go back and watch my uncle prophesied. He prophesied all this stuff. Go back and watch on his channel. Go watch it. This stuff is contrived. And there is a discussion that needs to be had in churches about fear versus faith. I'm, I'm, I'm a little surprised that people that go around calling themselves faith people first sign of something like this. They're running for the, they're running for the face masks, <laughs> running for the face mask. Hello everybody. It's great to be with you today on the broadcast. I just am really believing. Just keep me in your prayers. Everybody traveling mercies, traveling mercies. I don't need you to pray for me for traveling mercies. <laughs> 
if God can't keep me, I, w- I might as well quit. I might as well go do something else because it, it, it wouldn't be that powerful of a God if his servants. It's like Paul taught when he was teaching the Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 9. He said, what kind of a soldier has to provide his own weaponry, has to provide his own armor, has to provide his own resources? No, no soldier has to do that. If you go join the army, you don't have to bring your own gun, your own uniform, your own food, your own place to stay. They provide it for you. And God provides it for his people. If I came into this covenant with God, I don't have to bring my own protection. I don't have to bring my own healing. I don't have to bring my own uh, peace. I don't have to bring my own joy. I don't have to bring my own power. He provides it. That's the whole point. He provides it. If I'm in covenant with him, he provides it. I don't have to provide it. And if he can't provide it, I might as well quit. I might as well quit right now. And so it's it's ridiculous. And there needs to be a discussion on fear versus faith. Because fear at its root is a sin. In fact, Paul wrote that to the church in Rome in Romans chapter 14, and I believe it's verse 23. He said, anything that does not proceed from faith, fear, from faith is sin. Anything that does not proceed from faith is sin. Because fear is basically saying, I don't trust God to do what he said he would do. I don't trust God to do what he said he would do. What it is, is me saying, I don't believe the word of God can perform in my life the way God sent it to perform. At some point, you've got to believe what the Bible says. You know, God, God, he doesn't have to show up. He can just send his word. Psalm 107 verse 20, the Bible says he sent his word and it healed them and delivered them from all their destructions. So, you know, so Isaiah 55, 11, when I, when I send my word forth, it always accomplishes what I send to do. Never returns to me empty or void. Prospers in the thing whereunto I've sent it. So if, if you're going to walk around in fear, that means you don't trust the word. And I want you to think about this because we live in a better covenant established upon better promises, Hebrews 8, 6. And if God could protect his people in the Old Testament, in Egypt, at the first Passover, as plagues are being sent. Now, not natural plagues, supernatural. And not one of God's people were touched, although they lived in the same nation, among the same people. It was happening to everybody else, and it didn't touch them one time. Why? They were God's people who believed in their God. And you come to the final plague, which was the death angel sent from heaven. And I want you to think about this. God said, there's going to be a cry that goes out in Egypt that there will have never been anything like it before and nothing like it again. As the death angel comes, kills the firstborn, not just of the children, of the livestock. They're dying. And then God said to them, but you put the blood of the lamb on the doorpost of your home. And when that death angel sees the blood, he will pass over you. Do you realize Jews still celebrate the Passover to to this day? To this day, what God did in that first Passover, they still celebrate it. And so you understand that as a suit. Now, I want you to catch this because this is a huge point here. As a supernatural being stalked through Egypt, killing 
they took the blood of a natural lamb and painted the doorpost of their home. And when a supernatural being saw the blood of a natural lamb, it had to pass over the house and leave it alone. If God could do that with the blood of a natural lamb, how much more does the blood of a supernatural lamb, Jesus Christ, that's on the doorpost of your home, exempt you from every wicked thing that's trying to sweep through this generation? If the blood of Jesus is on the doorpost of your home, you can live behind a blood barrier. You can live behind a blood barrier. I mean, you talk about Old Testament versus New First of all, let me let me just read this verse of scripture to you because it needs to be read. People always get all bent out of shape. How did the Bible says that Job was an upright man and that there was a hedge of protection around him? How in the world did he get attacked and, uh, by Satan like that? Well, let me read it to you. Job chapter 3 verse 25. The thing that I've greatly feared has come upon me. And what I've dreaded has befallen me. Job said that. And so fear opened the door on his hedge of protection and allowed the enemy in. Fear. Now, people point this out and say, well, this is just a man who didn't have covenant with God. No, he had covenant with God. Otherwise, what was the point of him giving blood sacrifices on behalf of his children? Daily, the Bible says. He had covenant. Job had covenant. But what allowed the enemy into his life? He said, the thing that I greatly fear has come upon me and the thing that I've dreaded has befallen me. Fear gives place to the devil. Fear gives place to the devil. You see that? Faith gives place to the spirit of God. Fear gives place to the devil. Faith gives place to the spirit of God. No question about it. And then I want you to see this with me. Let's go. You know what? Let's go to Psalm 91 while we're thinking about it. Because I want to read it. People reference it. I want to read it. I want to read what they had in an old covenant that had nothing close to what we had now through the blood of Jesus Christ. I want you to look at it. This is old covenant. That's important because Jesus had not yet died. These people were not benefiting from what Jesus did on the cross and with his resurrection, ascension into heaven, and then ultimately him sending the Holy Ghost. They were not benefiting from that. But look at what the psalmist writes. Look at what the psalmist writes. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust, for he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from deadly pestilence. (laughs) Okay, that's Old Testament. That's Old Testament. He will deliver you from deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his pinions and under his wings, you'll find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and a buckler. You will not, you will not, you will not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies by day, 
nor the pestilence that stalks in darkness, nor the destruction that wastes at noonday. Can we read those two verses again, verses five and six? Psalm 91, verses five and six. You will not fear the terror of the night, nor the pestilence that stalks in darkness, or the arrow that flies by day, or the destruction that wastes at noonday. So stop right there and let me say, the Bible's not saying that it's not happening. The Bible's saying that it's happening all around you and you don't fear it. You don't have to fear it. I don't have to fear it. Why? Although it's happening, I am under the shadow of the Almighty. He's covering me with the pinions of his wings. And because he is, see, I've got a covenant that's different than what the world has. If I've got a covenant with God, why should I look the same as people who don't have a covenant with God? That's foolishness. I didn't come into covenant through the blood of Jesus so that my life could look just like everybody in the world that rejects him, mocks him, and disrespects him. There, there's benefits for living for the Lord. And this is, this is just for his people in the Old Testament that obeyed him through the law of Moses. Look at that. You'll not fear. I want you to all write it in the comment section. Every person that's watching, I will not fear. I will not fear. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm serious about it. It, it. it just, it bothers me to no end when you see people that are walking in fear that are supposed to be people that believe the word. I might, you know what? People are saying like, don't do handshakes anymore. They're telling us now on the, on television, don't do handshakes. Don't, you know, don't touch your face. I'm thinking about pulling out Paul's old, old instruction from the word and greeting everybody with a holy kiss. <laughs> if I see you be careful because I might greet you with a holy kiss. <laughs> I refuse to be afraid. I refuse it. I refuse it. Let me ask you a question. How can you curse what God has blessed? How can you curse what God has blessed? See, it's, it's by faith you receive these things. How can you curse what God has blessed? Somebody throw me a, a, a holy kiss in the comments section. <laughs> Somebody throw me a holy kiss. An emoji holy kiss. He said, you'll not <laughs> fear the pestilence that stalks in darkness or the destruction that wastes at noonday. <laughs> Thank you, AJ. Now go further. Verse seven, a thousand may fall. Thank you, Brett, at your side. 10,000 at your right hand but it will not come near you. It will not come near you. You understand? It's not saying it's happening, you know, countries and countries away from you. It's saying it's happening at your side. It's happening at your right hand. A thousand may fall at your side. 10,000 at your right hand. But these things will not come near you in Jesus' name. They'll not come near you. 
They'll not come near your children. They'll not come near your grandchildren. They'll not gain access to your home. They will not come near you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. You will only look at it with your eyes and see the recompense of the wicked. Because you've made the Lord your dwelling place, the Most High, who is my refuge, no evil shall be allowed to befall you. You catch that? No evil shall be allowed to befall you. No evil. Anything that steals my health, anything that steals... (laughs) Yana said, I'd rather get coronavirus than that holy kiss and definitely wear a mask around you. Yana, I'm just telling you, be ready. Be ready in season and out of season. He said, no evil shall be allowed to to befall you. No plague to come near your tent or your dwelling place, your home. No plagues are coming in my home. No pestilence is coming in my home. It's not coming on my children. It's not coming on my family. It's not coming on my wife. It's not coming in my home. That home is covered by the mighty blood of Jesus Christ, the mighty power of the Holy Ghost. It's not coming on me in Jesus' name. For he will command his angels concerning you, this is verse 11, to guard you in all your ways. So what am I going to go? I'm going to go cancel my schedule. Well, I was going to come and minister healing to your people, but you know, this coronavirus broke out and I'm just, I just don't think I'm going to be able to make it at this time, brother. Amen. Let's reschedule it. No, that's ridiculous. The Bible says he'll command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. That's a good way to say it, Britt. It dies on the doorstep. It dies on the doorstep to guard you in all your ways. On their hands, they'll bear you up, angels, lest you strike your foot against a stone. You'll tread on the lion and the adder, which is a snake, the young lion and the serpent you will trample underfoot. Because he holds fast to me in love, I will deliver him. I'll protect him because he knows my name. When he calls to me, I'll answer him. I'll be with him in trouble. I'll rescue him. I'll honor him with long life. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. I'm not dying early and neither are you. I'm not dying early. Nothing's going to take me out early. That's what the Bible says. And this is under the old covenant with long life. Will I satisfy him? I'll live long. Jesus doesn't come back. He tarries. He, I don't, I believe he's coming soon, but if he tarries, I'll be old, very old, very old. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Not dying early. I'm not going to be taken out in a plane crash, a car crash, with a terrorist attack, a school shooting, nothing. Angels are watching over you. Angels are watching over me. We're not going to be destroyed or taken out by the enemy and his plots, plans, and tricks. It's not happening. It's not happening. And you got to get bold enough with violent faith to take what God said belongs to you and not sit around and barter with the devil. Who does he think he is? Who does he think he's talking to? Who does the devil think he's talking to? You think I'm some little punk that doesn't know the power of God and the word of God? Who do you think you're talking to? 
people magnify the power of the devil and minimize the power of God. People that are supposed to be Bible-believing, Holy Ghost-filled Christians are magnifying the power of the devil and minimizing the power of God. Let me tell you something about the law of life in Christ. The Bible says the same spirit that raised Christ up from the dead dwells in your physical body. The Holy Ghost, the same spirit that raised Christ up from the dead dwells in your physical body, Romans 8, 11. Paul had to tell the Corinthian church, don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost? And the Holy Ghost is a life-giving spirit. I want you to catch this today. It is the spirit that gave life to Jesus' dead body when he was in the tomb. On the third day, the Holy Ghost came upon him and shook that dead decomposing body back to life. Back to life. He's a life-giving spirit. It's the same spirit that caused Adam to go from being a man made out of the dirt to a living being when God breathed his breath into Adam. A living being. The Holy Ghost is a life-giving spirit. And he's living in your body. I feel like taking my glasses off now. My God, I'm putting them back on too bright, (laughs) but he, he is in your body. Think about this. He dwells in your body. What foul demonic plague or pestilence carries more power than the Holy ghost who's on the inside of you? I mean, it's the whole reason. Go with me. Let's, let's do this. First John four. 1 John 4, people get excited about the end of this verse. Let's get excited about the beginning of it. Look at this. 1 John 4, 4, little children, you are from God. Stop right there. That's enough to shout and dance around your house about. You are from God. You know what that means? Your origin is in God. If you're from him, you are of him. You're a part of him and have overcome the spirits of antichrist. Look at this for he who is in you is greater than he who's in the world. The one living in me is greater than he that's in the world. If he's greater, the question is, what's he greater than every wicked thing that contradicts my covenant? Every wicked thing that contradicts your covenant, he's greater than. Greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. What? Greater than what? Greater than anything. Greater than anything. The Holy Ghost is greater than cancer. He's greater than diabetes. He's greater than lung disease, blood disease, heart disease. He's greater than chronic depression. He's greater than anxiety attacks, panic attacks, suicidal thoughts. He's greater than anything that contradicts your question. You can ask it, LaJoy. And so the greater one lives in you, and how can you curse what God has blessed? So let me give you a story. There was a man of God at the turn of the last century. Maybe you heard me telling this here during the revival. Man of God during the last century by the name of Dr. John G. Lake called the Apostle to South Africa. 
And then, of course, he started healing rooms in Spokane, Washington. 100,000 documented salvation uh, miracles in 10 years. 100,000 documented miracles in 10 years. Healing miracles. To the point where the they thought he was lying about it, and he got investigated by the Better Business Bureau. And when they were done, they had to print a newspaper article that said not only is he telling the truth, the half of the stories have not yet been told. And then someone came from Washington, D.C. and declared Spokane, Washington, the healthiest city in America. Gordon Lindsay wrote about it in his book. But John G. Lake went to South Africa during the time of the bubonic plague. And that, that was a plague that touched every continent of the world. So many died. There was no cure. It was extremely contagious. So much so that when the disease uh, would come on your body, it would become pneumatic. It would get in your lungs. And even after you died, uh, foam would come out of your lungs and form around the victim's mouth. And even the foam was contagious uh, after the person was dead. And so at that point, they, they write in the memoirs of his life that the government of South Africa was trying to pay people back at the turn of the, you know, 1800 into 1900 trying to pay people a thousand dollars to bury the dead and nobody would do it. Nobody would do it. But Dr. Lake and his assistant, who I believe was from French Guyana, they would go right into the houses of the people, pick them up over their shoulders, take them outside, dig the holes themselves and bury the dead. And he did it day after day after day after day. And finally, missionary doctors came from another nation on on a ship across the ocean. And when they arrived on the shores of South Africa, they'd already heard of what Dr. Lake was doing. And they questioned him about it. They said, Dr. Lake, we've heard about this. We wanted to ask you, what preventatives are you using as you're doing this? And he said, I'm using the law of life in Christ, the law of life in Christ, and begin to explain to him that as he showed them from scripture, the power of God lives in my body. And so I can't contract a disease if the thing in me is stronger than the disease trying to come on me. Now that's, ten, that's done by faith. And so he said, I want you to do an experiment with me. This is what Dr. Lake said to them. He said, I want you to scrape some of the foam from the mouth of the victim. And I want you to put the foam on my hand. And I want you to look at it under the microscope. They, initially, they didn't want to do it because they were sure he would uh, contract the, the, the plague. They said, no. He said, no, I want you to do it. And so they scraped the foam. They put it on his hand. And they looked at it under the microscope and were surprised to find. Yeah, that's the book, Adventures in God. They were surprised to find that the cells of the plague were dying as they touched his hand. The cells of the plague were dying as they touched his hand. And they said, what is that, Dr. Lake? He said, that is the law of life in Christ. That is the law of life in Christ. He was not afraid. It was all around him. It was at his side. It was at his right hand. But those things could not touch him. Why? Because of the law of life in Christ. Greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. 
Greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. Catch this today. And so I want you to look at this with me. Go to Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1. I touched on this last night, and if you missed it, you need to go back and watch the broadcast from last night's service here at Lakeside, Assembly of God. Um, Because it'll stir your faith. But I'm talking about what took place at the moment of salvation. What took place at the moment of salvation? Look at this. Paul is talking to the Ephesians and praying for them. He said, I don't see, this is verse 16 of chapter one. I don't cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, having the eyes of their hearts enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which he's called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints. And what, now catch this here as we go go deeper. And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power Toward us who believe, according to the working of his great might, that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. Catch this. Far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that's named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come, and has put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. You see that his body, the church, which is his body, the fullness of him, which filleth all in all. Now catch this. Where did he seat him far above Far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named. And then raised you up, go to chapter two and verse six, when you were dead in trespasses and sins, raised you up and seated you together in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. Or this translation says, seated us with heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So I want you to catch this. I'm seated, you're seated where he is seated. I'm seated, you're seated, where he is seated. In heavenly places, far above every name that is named. That includes coronavirus. It includes cancer. It includes anything you can name. Far above. Far above. And I want you to catch this because people think the devil's right under their feet. He's not right under your feet. You are so far above him, he has no access to, he can't even see you. You're so far above him. So far above him. What does the Bible say in Colossians 3, 3? For I am dead and my life is hid with Christ in God. I am dead and my life is hid or hidden with Christ in God. The devil can't find you. You are hidden in Christ. Hidden in Christ, Colossians 3, 3. So I want you to think about this today. There is a power in your physical body 
that is greater than any power that's in the world. And you access it by the faith that you have in God and in his word. Let me just say this uh, to make a distinction for anybody that's never heard it this way. Faith in God is simply faith in his word. That's it. Faith in God is simply faith in his word. If you're taking notes, write that down, pop it in the comments. Faith in God is simply faith in his word. That's all it is. There's nothing else to have faith in. The will of God is in the word of God. Or as some say, the word of God is the will of God revealed. Faith in God is simply faith in his word. I have faith that what this word says is true and it's a higher authority. It's a higher authority than any report of any man, any specialist, any government, any governing body. It does not matter. My faith is in what God's word says. And if his word tells me that I'm filled with a life-giving spirit, which is the Holy Ghost, who destroys sickness and disease, think about this. The Holy Spirit is the element. He is the person who destroys sickness and disease. (laughs) So, I mean, what are you telling me? Are you telling me that somehow sickness and disease are going to overtake me even though there's a life-giving spirit in me that destroys sickness and disease? Ridiculous. Erroneous. (laughs) Erroneous. It's not going to happen. I said it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Put it in the comments by faith. It's not going to happen. G-O-N-N-A. It's not going to happen. You can even write if you feel frisky. It ain't going to (laughs) happen. It's not going to happen. No sickness is going to overpower this body. That's my confession. Based on the word of God, by whose stripes we were healed. Go to 1 Peter 2.24. I'm far above every name that is named. Far above every name that is named. Not only in this world, but that which is to come. It's not going to happen inconceivable. You like that? I did that for you, Ben. It's not going to happen. I'm not coming down with a plague, a sickness. I'm not sitting around in my house going through 13 boxes of Kleenex. It's not going to happen. I'm strong in the Lord and the power of his might. My body's filled with healing virtue. It's filled with healing power. It flows through my being. Can I just say, listen, if you um, if you've not seen this, maybe I can pull it up. I don't know if I, if it'll show on my. I don't know if it'll show on my phone. We'll see. I want to do a shiny screen to shiny screen over there. But I want to show you something in case you haven't seen it. I should have done it with a slide, but I was unprepared, completely unprepared. It's not going to happen. I took the time to actually write about this for you guys so that you would have a full understanding of what the Bible says about it. And uh, if you didn't know that I did this, I wanted to just quickly show it to you 
because more than ever right now, this is needed. This message is needed. Look at this. I don't know if you can see it properly. This is the book that I released. There it is. That's Amazon.com. There's the book that I released just a few years ago, Blood on the Door, The Protective Power of Covenant. You need it. Go get it. It talks about this in depth. How are you going to curse what God's blessed? How is the devil going to come through the blood barrier on the doorpost of my home and subdue me in sickness and disease? If you haven't seen that book, I put out Blood on the Door. It's on Apple Books. It's on Kindle. You can order the paperback. And you need to read it. It'll build your faith and it will put you in position to be victorious. This stuff's not automatic. It's received by faith. It's received by faith. Without the knowledge that you need, you perish. That's what the Bible says. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge, Hosea 4, 6. Without the knowledge, you perish. What did Jesus say in John 8, 32? You'll know the truth and the truth will set you free or make you free. And so that's the whole reason I I actually sat down and began to pray and fast and and let the Lord show it to me. And it's for today. It's needed today more than ever. So you can search blood on the door. You can get it on my website. You can get it on Kindle. Get it on Apple Books. If you like eBooks, get it out and read it. Some of you already have it. Read it again. Read it again. Look at this. 1 Peter 2, 24. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. And by his wounds, you have been healed. By his wounds, you have been, not will be, not will be in the future, you have been healed. This is Peter writing 2,000 years ago, just a little under 2,000 years ago. And he's saying this in the past tense, by his wounds, you have been healed. You're not going to be healed. You're already healed by the power of God. Jesus is not going to come down from heaven and take stripes upon his back again. He's not going to be crucified to a cross again. He's not going to be buried again and resurrected again. It's already done. It's completed. It's in the past. Now we stand in the completion and fulfillment of what Jesus already did. Already did. Yeah. Oh, exactly. It's happening, Tina, all over the United States. People have jumped straight into fear. And there is a difference between wisdom and fear, let me tell you. There is a difference between wisdom and fear. I mean, I'm not telling people not to wash their hands. That's stupid. You should wash your hands. Even if there's not a coronavirus, wash your hands. You nasty thing. (laughs) You should wash your hands. You know, people... People blow my mind. It's like, hey, we got to start washing our hands. Like, I hope you were doing that before there was a virus. <laughs> After you go to the bathroom and touch your face and then come try to shake my hand at the altar, wash your hands. I'm not telling people not to walk in wisdom, but there is a difference between wisdom and fear. Now, I understand it's all based on faith, 
But how? Listen, listen to the, listen to this. Can you please listen to the logic of this? I, I want you to hear the logic. Are you telling me that you can obey the commands of God, that He's commanded you to do something without ceasing? You can obey that, and then He's going to allow you to or cause you to become sick because you obeyed his word, because my Bible still says in Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 25, do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together as is the custom of some, but as you see the day of the Lord approaching, gather all the more, not less, gather more. We are commanded as believers to gather. We're commanded to, we're commanded to. And so are you telling me God won't honor his word that if we do gather together as we're commanded to do, that he won't keep us in his strength and health, that he won't keep his hand a blessing? You're telling, you're telling me that God would have us come together to worship him, to praise him. as And it's not, you know, say, well, we can do that from home. He commanded it to be done in an assembly. He commanded it. The Holy Spirit inspired this word, not men, the Holy Spirit. So you're telling me that God would allow us to obey his word and obey his commands and then let us suffer because we did when he already provided healing virtue and healing power. I'm not talking about suffer persecution that Jesus prophesied would come. I'm talking about suffer with sickness that he already redeemed us from. So God's going to let us obey his word, gather in an assembly, come together to worship his name and praise him. And then allow sickness to come on our bodies because we went out in public. That's fear, by the way. I'm differentiating between fear and faith. That's fear. Faith says, hey, wash your hands. If you want to use hand sanitizer, put some hand sanitizer on. If you want to take precautions, do whatever you want. Take some precautions. But um, it's like me. I'm not. You think I'm going to cancel my overseas trips because there's a coronavirus pandemic? Think I'm not going to get on a plane? I've been flying. I'm going to keep flying. I'm going to keep flying. I'm not going to quit. Well, you know, brother, <laughs> it's like uh, you, you have, you have uh, healing services. He was like, Hey, where was so-and-so tonight? I, I saw he missed church. Oh, he was sick. Yeah. Do you realize we're having healing services? <laughs> it's like, yeah, he stayed home cause he was sick. Yeah. We're having healing services. Might want to get into those. If you're not healed, <laughs> this blows my mind. Happens all the time. Happens all the time. Well, he stayed home when he was. He... So I want you to hear this. There is a major difference between fear and faith. Between fear and faith. You know, I know that there's a, um, I know that there's a, uh, a real shortage right now. I even looked on Amazon yesterday. There's a real shortage of toilet paper. You can't even go on Amazon.com and get toilet paper. So much of it has been sold. But I want to remind every person, if you're having a hard time getting toilet paper, there are still tons of unsold copies of Hillary Clinton's book at Barnes & Noble, which would serve just the same purpose if you needed to go buy some. I would encourage you to go get that book and use it during this time. Use it during this time. Yes. If you have a need, get to the house of God. 
If you have, there, that's right. There's a, there is healing in the blood of Jesus Christ. There's deliverance. There's deliverance. You know, the, not that I listen to this guy often because he's really just not my cup of tea, but <laughs> not that I listen to him often, but there's an author who wrote a book entitled the Christian atheist or Christian atheists, Christian atheists. And it's basically the subtitle is living like you don't belong to God. I'm butchering. I'm butchering it. Let me, let me pull it up. Cause I don't want to, I mean, all due respect to the artist. I mean, to the uh, author, I don't want to, uh, butcher it. Give honor where honor is due. The Bible says, um, let me find it because there it is. The, it's called The Christian Atheist. And the subtitle, Believing in God, but Living as if He Doesn't Exist. <laughs> Justin said, I used it. I used toilet paper before it was trending. <laughs> Look at this. The Christian Atheist, Believing in God but living as if he doesn't exist. That's by Pastor Craig Rochelle. Uh, by the way, just a um, heads up, I've not read the book, but I mean, that's the point I'm making. I'm sure it's not the point he's making. Uh, it's probably about living in sin or not, not living holy or something if you're still saved, but whatever. It's the point I'm making, which is we live for God. We believe in in God, we talk, we sing songs about his healing power. We lift up his name in the assembly, but then we live our lives as if he doesn't exist. That needs to be addressed. We live our lives as though he does not exist. And that's wrong. That is wrong. Let me show you something. This scripture right here is going to stir your faith. Um, and I want you to turn there with me. It's in the book of Jeremiah. We're just hanging out today. I got to give you some of these thoughts. Because apparently people aren't thinking this way. I don't know why they're not. I don't know why they're not. Go to Jeremiah 17. Jeremiah chapter 17. I want you to look at this. This is a heavy duty scripture. <coughs> Excuse me. I want to read it to you. Jeremiah chapter 17 and verse 5. What's she saying? Local community college closing for students and staff. It's it's happening all over the country, Danielle. You got universities that are closing. My wife told me last night, universities that have people going on spring break are, uh, you know, having them leave for spring break and then tell them don't come back to school. Just do everything online until we let you back. Don't, you know, do everything. on. It's, it's, uh, it's fear spreading. Listen to this. Jeremiah uh, 17, five, once again, old Testament, thus says the Lord. Who said it? The Lord. Cursed. 
is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength. Footnote here. Hebrew says arm. Puts his trust in the arm of flesh, one translation says. And in doing so, turns his heart away from the Lord. You hear that? There's a curse that comes on somebody who trusts in men over God. And in doing so, turns his heart away from the Lord. You hear that? When you start trusting in men over God, there's a curse. And it's you turning. I love what uh, God spoke to um, Bishop David Oyedepo one time. He said, can you make one of your eyes look up and the other one look down? And he said, I actually tried it. I tried to make one eye look up and the other one look down. He said, I couldn't do it. He said, no, Lord, I can't. I cannot make one eye look up and the other look down. And the Lord said, and so though you, as you cannot do that, he said, don't ever tell people that you're looking unto me when you're actually looking unto men. That's a heavy word. He said, don't tell people that you're looking unto me if you're actually looking unto men. Can't be both. Either your trust is in the Lord or your trust is in men. Either your trust is in his word or you're waiting for the cure. You're waiting for, (laughs) I mean, I don't ever, uh, you know, I don't give people medical advice because I'm not a medical professional. And I would never advise somebody to stop taking their medication or not get medication. I don't advise those things. But what I am saying is, There is no medication that has more strength to to heal your body than God's power does. I mean, if you honestly think, see, because remember this, God is a jealous God, the Bible says, who wants all the glory, all the praise, all the honor. He wants it all. So if you put yourself in a position where his glory or praise can be stolen, he doesn't get the praise. It's like when I hear people say, I had 16 treatments of chemotherapy and praise God, God healed me of cancer. Well, who gets the, who gets the glory? Does chemotherapy get the glory? Radiation gets the glory or does God get the glory? Which one do you believe in? You know, I thank God that I thank God that the doctors found this new medication for me that's really been helping me, and I just want to give honor to God that He just anointed the mind of the pharmacist to give me the right drug. Who gets the glory? The drug, the prescription, or God and His healing power? I'm not against natural healing, not against medication, I'm not against doctors or nurses, but I am for divine healing. And divine healing is not the same as natural healing. It's not the same. It's not the same. Divine healing happens by God's power. Natural healing happens by the wisdom of men. And I'm not against it again. I'm not against it. Many, many, many believers have taken advantage of it and been helped by it. But don't then call it divine healing because it's not. That's not divine healing and it's not a miracle. It's not a miracle. 
It's a miracle when God does it. It's a miracle when God does it. And so I'm not waiting on a cure to be found so that I can be free. I'm free now and I will stay free and nothing will touch my body. Nothing will come into my system. I'll not be touched. You'll not be touched in Jesus mighty name because we have a healer. We have a redeemer. We have one who carries power and he's not in heaven sitting on a throne just hoping we make it down here on the earth. He sent the Holy Spirit who lives in our bodies and that spirit of God, the third person of the Trinity, is a life-giving spirit. He's a life-giving spirit and his power lives on the inside of you today. Remember what I taught at the beginning, fear opens the door to the devil. Job said, Job 3.25, the thing that I've greatly feared has come upon me. What I've dreaded has overtaken me. Do not allow yourself to live in fear. Fear opens the door to the devil. It opens the door to the devil. I'll take some questions at the end here before we pray. But I want you to understand something. You've got to make up your mind that I will not walk in fear. I'm walking by faith. I'm living by faith. Living by faith. My help doesn't come from men, by the way. My help doesn't come from men. My help comes from the Lord. Nobody can help me like God helps me. Nobody can help me. Like God helps me. My strength does not come from men. My help does not come from men. It comes from the Lord. There was a question earlier. What should I do about my coworkers that get all bent out of shape because I won't get all bent, get all worried about coronavirus and they're mad at me and I don't want to be rude. Listen, you don't have to be rude, but let me just say it. You don't, you don't have to be full of fear either. You don't have to be full of fear. You have to walk around full of fear. Nothing wrong with throwing some hand sanitizer on. I do that when I'm out in public, you know, walking around at Disney World. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with washing your hands. Nothing wrong with any of that. I'm not going to walk in fear either. Not walking in fear. Not going to do it. And so nobody can help you like God helps you. Nobody can give you strength like God gives you strength. He is the divine power, your help in the time of need. The Holy Spirit was literally sent as your helper, your comforter, your paraclete, the one who comes alongside to help. He leads you and guides you into all truth, helps you, gives life to your mortal body. That's what Romans 8, 11 said. If the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, he shall give life to your mortal body. Yeah, there's going to be people that do that, that demand that you succumb to fear. I demand it. You better start taking this seriously. Let me just tell you something. You better take this seriously. You don't take it seriously. Next thing you know, you're going to be in the bathroom. Job 325, Kelly. Job 325. Yeah. Hey, praise God, Megan. You get to stay home and work. (laughs) She said the government agency that she works for is going to cancel all large meetings and plan to work at home, possibly. That's right. I agree, Marie. 
viruses on our bodies should sizzle like water on a hot skillet. I agree. You know, when everybody was going through the scare of, um, what was the thing everybody, maybe you guys can remember this. What was the thing everybody was freaking out about, um, with the, uh, the mosquitoes. You remember that? It was the mosquitoes, uh, and they were telling you dump out if you have anything that holds water outside your house that could, you know, rainwater could be in or whatever. Zika virus. That's what it was. Zika. And everybody was freaking out about Zika virus and oh, get away from those mosquitoes and, you know, make sure that, that you got any water that could be kept being held around your house from the rain or whatever. Make sure you dump water. Don't let it sit. Standing water draws the mosquitoes and there's Zika virus and all this stuff. <clears throat> and, and I sat there and laughed like Zika virus from a bug. Let me tell you something. I expect you say, well, you know, these these these. um the, these mosquitoes, they, you know, they carry malaria, they carry Zika, West Nile virus, all these. And I'm just telling you, you got to watch those mosquitoes. Let me tell you, I fully expect any mosquito carrying disease that tries to bite me to die when it bites me. And that's not a joke. That's not a joke. I expect any foreign thing that contradicts my covenant to die when it comes into contact with me. Cancer cells die in this body. You hear what I'm saying? Diseases, viruses, bacteria die in this body. They all die. They all die. Zika virus, please, please. See, I heard that preacher say, that preacher was like, he said, if a mosquito were to bite, he said, I want to be so full of the Holy Ghost that if a mosquito bit me, it would fly away singing there's power in the blood. <laughs> That's right. Everything must die when it touches my body in Jesus name. I fully expect them to die. Yeah, it's crazy. We don't hear about those things anymore. What happened to Zika? Where did it go? How come we don't talk? Where's West Nile? Where'd that go? How come we're not talking about it anymore? Where's Ebola? Why don't we hear about it? Why didn't, why, where is it? Where is it? I don't have, um, I don't have any plans right now to be in Houston. I don't have any plans right now. If we do, we'll let you know for sure. But I mean, it's insane. Don't expect to be overtaken by evil. Don't, be, don't expect to be overtaken. Bird flu, that was another one. Swine flu. Don't. Don't expect to be overtaken by evil. I want to pray for you because there's people watching today. And we'll, I'll still take, I'll still take uh, questions. But I feel to pray. I feel faith right now to pray. Because number one, I'm going to pray faith into your spirit. I'm going to release the spirit of faith. You've heard me teach now for an hour. An hour. That's an hour of faith. I've given you the word of God. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. I've given an hour of, of teaching and preaching to you to build your faith, that you don't have to be afraid of the arrow that flies, as, as Psalm 91 says, the pestilence, the plagues. Thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand. These things will not touch you. It doesn't matter how big it becomes. We've not had 1,000 people die of, of, of coronavirus nor have we had 10,000 die of it. No, hasn't even reached biblical proportions. And God said, even if it does reach those proportions, these things will not touch you. 
They'll not touch you. So I want you to bow your head and pray unless you're driving a car. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for my brothers and my sisters, those that are watching me live or on the replay, maybe they're listening on the podcast. I pray now in Jesus' name, fill them with a spirit of faith. I take authority over a spirit of fear for your word declares that you've not given us a spirit of fear, but power and love and a sound mind. So I lose peace. I lose faith to your people today in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, stir us and strengthen us to believe your word over the reports of the enemy or even the reports of unbelieving men in Jesus' name. Let us put more value in your word than a news report, Lord. Give us the strength to walk like it's true instead of living like you don't exist. We thank you for filling us with your Holy Spirit. Thank you for the power of God that dwells on the inside of us. From this day, we declare the blood of the lamb is on the doorpost of our home. Every wicked thing has to pass over us in the mighty name of Jesus. And we thank you for it. We give you glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. How do you deal with family members that, that you just can't avoid that are terrified? Speak faith into them, Danielle. Speak faith into them. Talk to them about the power of God. Give them testimonies. Somebody keeps asking for help in getting a blue Benchmade hat. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I don't even know what a blue Benchmade hat is. And so, no, you can't apply for help in getting one because <laughs> I don't even know what it is. Yeah, that's right. Corona must be banned and removed from all shelves. Corona control. They've they've actually taken quite a hit, I heard, Justin. I mean, I don't know personally, but I've heard actually that Corona that makes beer has taken a huge hit during this whole thing with their stock prices or whatever. I don't know if that's the – I mean, I'm sure there's some people that are so dumb they think that by drinking Corona, which I don't do anyway – you can catch the Corona probably thought there were just bad batches of Corona beer made. What happened to her? She was at the bar the other night. She drank like three Corona's and got the coronavirus. <laughs> I just caught the Starbucks virus. People are, people are crazy, man, but they make me laugh. I don't. Yeah, I don't know what that what what the what, what the blue bench made hats all about. People are, people are. Love you too, Stephen. Thank you. Yeah, blows my mind. It blows my mind. <laughs> if I was, if I was one of these guys on television, if I was, <laughs> Carolyn said, "Can you play us off with your sacks?" If I was one of these guys on television, which I'm going to be very shortly, uh, but one of these crooked guys receiving an offering, I would go, I want to encourage you right now to sow a coronavirus seed. Those of you that are watching, I want you to get a coronavirus seed ready. And as you sow this coronavirus seed, we're declaring that this seed is keeping coronavirus far from your home. <laughs> but I am going to encourage you to sow a seed today. It's not a coronavirus seed. It's a seed of faith into the kingdom of God that 
will bring a harvest. Seed time and harvest never cease. As long as the earth remains, there will be seed time and harvest. And listen, I don't care what sweeps through the nation. It's not going to change the fact that this is a year of violent increase and expedited favor. This is a year of violent increase and expedited favor. So I want to encourage you today to sow a seed by faith and believe God for increase in your life. By the way, don't forget every person that does this powerful book by brother A.A. Allen. I mean, this is one of my favorite books in my library. He was praying and asking God to bring miracle signs and wonders into his ministry. He was not seeing what he wanted to see. Jesus appeared to him in his prayer closet, spoke to him, gave him a list of things that needed to change. And that's how this book came about, The Price of God's Miracle Working Power. This is the list. He writes about what Jesus told him. And then you watch his his ministry took off with creative miracle signs and wonders after employing the things Jesus showed him. We're going to send you this book for every person partnering with us in March for $85 or more a month. This this month, this is the book we're going to be sending you. You've got to go to miracleword.com forward slash offer, claim your copy, and you sow your seed today, and uh, we're going to be sending that to you. Also, thank you for those that are partnering with us at $1,000 or more. We've had people all this uh, month, last month, standing with us at $1,000 or more. For every person that does, we're not just going to send you the book, but that beautiful New, it's right there on the screen. Uh, on the screen, DJH, it's uh, MW Give. MW Give for Cash App. Um, for everybody that sews a thousand or more, we're going to be sending you that beautiful, genuine leather, um, New Living Translation Life Application Study Bible, which is a phenomenal tool, and uh, I love it. Filled with notes, timelines, profiles, background maps. Uh, even in the text, they show the maps of where the story is taking place, the geography, what would have been going on at the time. It's a phenomenal tool. And uh, we're going to send that to you as well uh, when you're sewing $1,000 or more this month. And I want to say thank you to all of our partners, all of our friends that are standing with us, man. We love and appreciate you, and we pray for you on a weekly basis. And so we want to say thanks for standing with me and with Carolyn. Carolyn preached last night. And they told me she lit it up. They told me she lit it up. I didn't get to be at it because it was a, uh, I thought it was a woman's only event. Then I found out Al LePage was there. Al, Al found out it was for everybody. But I had my daughter sending me videos of Carolyn preaching and she was preaching the fire down on faith. Faith over fear, believing God for miracles. And uh, thank you, Kimberly. I appreciate that. You're very kind. We love you. And uh, so Carolyn, Carolyn preached it up last night and she sang. Carolyn, if you're watching, I'm going to get you on the broadcast to sing a song very soon. Um, sing a uh, special. Via Della Rosa for Easter. It's going to be great. But she, she tore it up yesterday. So proud of her. And uh, God's using her mightily. And the, here's, here's really the, the vision. Here's the goal to get Carolyn preaching more and more and more and then start taking over these broadcasts and then she can basically take all the meetings and I'll be able to stay home and play video games. It's going to be wonderful. I can't wait for it to, for it to happen. 
Let me get another sip of Starbucks uh, virus. I love you guys, man. I appreciate you hanging with me. If you missed yesterday and the day before, yesterday I ranted on the heavenly language of tongues, speaking in tongues. People don't understand it. But yesterday was a rant. If you missed it, you can go back and listen on the podcast or watch the broadcast. And uh, if you ladies that are watching are not yet a part of Nonstop Mom, let me encourage you to jump over to nonstopmom.net. That's the website for Carolyn's uh, Nonstop Mom resources and material. Uh, and there she has articles, <clears throat> podcast, uh, podcast episodes that are released. And then on Facebook, I want you to go to nonstop mom, find the page, like the page, but attached to the page is a private Facebook group that there's now almost 2000 women in that private Facebook group. That is where Carolyn goes live on Facebook encourages the ladies many times she's giving you guys gift cards and sending you out for coffee or whatever just to minister to you and tell you she loves you and build your faith uh in these final moments of time so ladies if you're not a part yet of nonstop mom get in on that uh it'll bless you and then of course we launched miracle word kids in november and uh We have a new Bible reading mission for the month of March. We're taking your kids through the book of Proverbs. And it's so very vital that you get in on this. Uh, Go to MiracleWordKids.com and download the resources for free and then join us. It's not too late to join with us. Uh, It's going to be excellent this month. And then we're giving away gifts to the children that are sending in Bible reading uh, uh, their their memory verses by video. And uh, it's awesome. So kids from all over the world are joining us. I mean, kids from the continent of Africa. We have kids. We had parents right in from Taiwan the other day, uh, people in Brazil. We got kids in the UK, Italy. It's it's amazing. All over the world, kids are joining us. And we're going to raise these kids up in faith and in victory so that they're not going to grow up fearing the coronavirus, <laughs> but they're going to grow up in faith. And uh, it's going to be great. So I want to thank you guys. Thanks for everybody that's sewing. By the way, if I didn't mention it, you can go to miracleword.com and sow your seed there or partner there. Or if you prefer to use an app to give, we receive PayPal. It's on the screen. Um, what's not listed is Venmo, but we also have uh, Venmo available. Same username as the Cash App, MWGIF. I did that for Danielle, the Cash App. You know what, Candace? Maybe we will. I know one of the things that I said yesterday, Candace, if you're listening or watching somewhere else, Candace said you should do a Bible reading program for adults. Um, One of the things I talked about yesterday was when I get back home, uh, maybe sometime next week, or maybe we'll just start it next week while we're here. We'll see how, how it goes. But I thought it would be really good. Thank you, Kelly. Appreciate that. I said, well, I thought how, how we'll see how it goes, but what we may do is do a few broadcasts in a row talking about and teaching how to do effective Bible study. Because I get that question all the time. How should I read the word? How should I study the word? What should I do to better get, uh, you know, get, get better results out of my devotional time, Bible reading time? So maybe we'll take time to do two or three broadcasts where we go through and teach 
how to do uh, topical Bible study, word studies, things like that, and just kind of teach you how to um, how to go and go through and have an effective uh, Bible study and just know what you're what you shouldn't be doing and then what you should be doing because some people do things that it's a mistake and it actually causes you to to misinterpret uh, scripture and, it, and that's that's Paul actually warned against that when he spoke to Timothy and said, you need to rightly divide, rightly divide the word of truth. And so we need to do that. So tonight I'm in Imlay City uh, at seven o'clock. Tomorrow I'm back here at Lakeside Assembly of God, seven o'clock. And then Sunday back in Imlay City um, for two services at minimum. Maybe it might be three. It's on the website. Wednesday night coming, I'll be in Livonia. Michigan with my friend, Pastor Marlon Reed at the river. It's going to be powerful. Do not miss it. All the details are at miracleword.com. I want to encourage you to join me. If you've not done so yet, sign up and let's stay in contact via text message and uh, go to miracleword.com forward slash text uh, and send me a message. And then you'll, you'll be able to put your information right in my phone book. We can stay connected. I want to be able to text you. I want you to be able to text me and uh, so that we can stay in touch. I love you guys so much. I'll be back again tomorrow, same time. Sorry I was late today. The Starbucks line, because of the Starbucks virus, was around the building, wrapped all the way around. And I had to make a decision. The decision I had to make was, should I come online right at 1030 or should I get my Starbucks? And you can see I opted for getting my Starbucks. So sorry for the delay. Sorry for the tardiness. But I hope you'll forgive me and still love me at the end of this. Thanks for letting me do a broadcast in glasses and a hat. I did not feel after last night like taking off my glasses in front of these bright lights this morning. Flashing lights, 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 lights. Friday the 13th tomorrow. And uh, we're going to scare the hell out of the devil. While uh, we have this service here tomorrow night, <laughs> but you can join us, come and be a part of it. And uh, there it is, nine, eleven, and five. I knew there was three services in Imlay City, nine, eleven, and five. Three services, uh, and it's going to be powerful. You're not going to want to miss it. It's going to be off the chart. It's going to be off the chart. Yeah, they, you know, you could do that too, Candace. We could go to Starbucks early. I got a late start this morning. <laughs> got a little bit of a late start. Any more questions before we go? Appreciate you guys hanging out with me today on a Thursday morning. Now we're into the afternoon. Any other questions? Yeah, it's true, Danielle. I was late for church just to get a coffee. Sorry about that. <laughs> Love you too. Love you too and appreciate you, Bonnie. We pray for our partners weekly. Hey, Carmona family. Love you guys. Good to see you. Yeah, that's a good idea, Candace. I'm th I'm thinking of doing that. I'm thinking of doing that. By the way, we are so close to the completion and printing of Further Faster. I couldn't be more excited than I am. Um, it's coming to you. For those of you that pre-ordered when I first announced it, thinking it was almost done, uh, you are getting a, a hard copy. I've already announced that, but you're getting a, a limited edition hard copy of the book. Um, and it's, it's, I'm so excited to release this book, man. It's going to be off the chart. And then 
just a little heads up is that when that is printed and published and out the door, um, two things I'm going to be working on. Number one is, uh, number one is going to be the, the book LaJoy. It's going to be available at the website as well as Amazon, as well as Apple books, as well as Kindle. It's going to be everywhere. I'm even thinking about doing an audible audiobook version for this, uh, book, but, um, as soon as it's done, I'm going to start working on those adventure stories for Miracle Word Kids that I told you about, and we're going to be putting out um, a series of fictional books like, uh, you know, almost the same size. You guys remember those Goosebumps series books, the size of those? They were like, you know, uh, five by eight, 120 pages. So touching my face during Corona. Um we're going to put those out for your kids. There's no, I don't know of any like Holy Ghost filled, you know, Pentecostal fictional books for kids that show the power of God. So we're going to start writing them ourselves and get them to your children. And then the Spirit Filled Believers Guides. Those are going to be coming soon. Uh, the first one that will be coming out is the Spirit Filled Believers Guide to Speaking in Tongues, where we answer doctrinal questions from the Word of God from these books. And I'm so, so excited about that. Babysitter's Club. No. Not doing that one. Not doing that one. But uh, yeah, Britt, we hope to see you guys this weekend too. I love you guys so much. And uh, thanks for hanging with me today. Really appreciate it. I'll see you again tomorrow morning, 1030 a.m. And uh, I love you all so much. Have a phenomenal and a blessed day. And uh, I'll talk to you soon. Love you guys. See you later. Now that's the stuff leaders should be made of.